Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We celebrate in this vigil that we have just held the Feast of Pentecost, the Feast of the Holy Trinity, the descent of the Holy Spirit upon the Apostles. Pentecost is, as the Traparian tells us, a call to unity. And it is a unity that we have from Scripture, the antitype, with the Tower of Babel, where humans thought that if they just band together, they could rebuild paradise, as it were, that they could build a path back to heaven, that they could attain what Adam and Eve had just basically lost in their grasp, divinity. So it is not that God, if you've ever read the text and wondered, was it God, uh, as, they, as the text talks, as they take counsel, uh, it looks like the humans are getting a little bit too in, ingenious, right? They're, they're putting together this tower, uh, they're going to come up here, and it might, you might have ideas of, you know, something like ambrosia or something, like the, the great heroes of Greek and Roman mythology, right? If they just got to a certain place, maybe they can sneak in and become God. But that is not at all what the conversation between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and the angelic hosts, the divine council, uh, is when looking to humans and their vain attempt to build a tower to make it back to heaven, to regain, to bring down Eden into their midst, paradise. Now, it is just like with Adam and Eve, where there is a grace that our Lord gives to the humans, us and mankind, because we want things in shortcuts. We want things... Uh, immediately. We want things on our term. We want to build our own Babel. We want to build our own unity. We want to build our own paradise and force God or circumvent God in order to attain it. In the Feast of Pentecost, as we heard in the Kentuckian and the Canon, when the Most High came down and confused the tongues, he divided the nations. But when he distributed the tongues of fire, he called all to unity. Therefore, with one voice, we glorify the all-Holy Spirit. The unity of the church is something that is hard won through obedience to our Lord. If we look back to last Sunday when we had the icon of the Fathers of the First Ecumenical Council, and I drew your attention to how similar the icon of the Fathers of the First Ecumenical Council is to the icon of Pentecost. You have the same kind of seating arrangement. Uh, you have certain icons of Pentecost. I believe this one, if I remember correctly, uh, has the Theotokos in the center, like the Ascension icon. Uh, some of them don't have the Theotokos there. But you have the same, uh, basically, sitting in the Divine Council. You have them sitting as if they were in the high place, if you've ever seen multiple bishops, 
uh, or multiple uh, priests if we had in the ancient church this would have been set back a little bit more. It would have almost looked like an amphitheater, basically, back here, a row or two, where the bishops, uh, if there was multiple bishops, they would be sitting down, uh, and the, or if there was multiple priests, they would be sitting down, just like we have in the icon. And the unity of Pentecost, just like we were talking about with the unity of the Fathers of the First Ecumenical Council, is a unity that is given by God, that was won by our Lord Jesus Christ, and it's a unity that can only come from above. For when humans try to do unity outside of God, it usually ends up with a lot of force involved. Because if you ever try, well, if you ever try to get kids to do things, maybe that can give you a foretaste of the kind of chaos, right? You have to coax, you have to uh, talk, you have to get down on their level, but mostly humans, if they want unity, they want it forced. They want it my way or the highway. And if you don't like it, well, there's usually about two options. One is not so nice. If we've seen in the past 20th century, uh, that is usually you're expendable if you're not a part of the project of building everything in all unity. Or you go have your unity somewhere else, which is a funny thing that you can have unity somewhere else since that's basically division. But it is in, as we see with uh, the icon of the hospitality of Abraham, icon of the Trinity that we have lower on the analogion on the, the altar cover there, that we have the unity that we find within the church, which is a humble, uh, obedient posture of self-sacrifice for the other. In the icon, they are all basically bowing to each other. There is the source, the authority comes from the Father, uh, it uh, is, resides in the Son, and then you have the Holy Spirit coming from the Father, sent by the Son. This is what Pentecost brings us into the unity, the fulfillment of what we have from Holy Week to Pascha, to ascension with our Lord sitting at the right hand of God the Father, and now the Holy Spirit bringing us into the very divine council, that we too can sit in unity. And it's a unity that is one of humility, of patience, of kindness, all the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It is unity that is won by the cross, a cross that is the crux of all of our freedom. Do we follow our Lord? Do we not follow our Lord? For the unity, as we see throughout the Pauline epistles, to have the mind of Christ is to have the unity that God wants for us because it is the unity that we have with God himself. Not a unity that we've forced, not a unity that is some kind of idea that a few people cooked up and then said, now everybody else needs to follow my idea. This is a unity that is given to us from God, and it is a hard-earned unity for us as we appropriate this into our lives and into the life of the church. For we all know if there's a place uh, that has conflict, it can be not only homes, but it can be church, right? This is where all sorts of ideas, uh, different types of people, all that division that occurred at Babel we, in being reunited uh, in the Holy Spirit in the church uh, leaves a lot of friction. 
And there we have, of course, the goal to forgive, to come into unity around our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. And it might take some time. It might take a lot of prayer. No, not might. It will take time. It will take prayer. Uh, and it will be a continuous thing because uh, we don't just build it and therefore we have unity amongst ourselves and then it's this like static thing that just stops. But it is a unity that we grow ourselves deeper and deeper into unity with our Lord and then deeper and deeper with unity with ourselves as we all face God together and come into the unity uh, and into eventually the heavenly unity that we have uh, with our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.